Hey, entrepreneurs, it's Steph here. Do you want to experience what it's like to be part of our Entrepreneurial League community of founders? Now is your chance. New member open enrollment begins on June 10th, and so does our Experience Week. I really want you to have the opportunity to experience what it's like to be part of the most supportive community that will be here to support you at all stages of your business journey during our Experience Week. This will be a five-day virtual event series, and it starts on Monday, June 10th through Friday, June 14th. You're going to get access to live networking and learning events, business growth strategies, as well as office hours with Kim Perel, who is a CEO and serial entrepreneurista, as well as a prominent angel investor. You will also get access to a session on how to win grants with Kat Weaver and Katie Dunn, founders of Power to Pitch. Plus, our mentor, Carrie Kirpin, will be teaching a session all about how to build a profitable business that can sell for more money. And of course, I'll be hosting two info and networking sessions where you can really get an inside look at all of the exclusive benefits and resources that are offered only inside of our Entrepreneurs League community. Plus, you'll have the chance to meet and build relationships with current members. You can register today for Experience Week over at entrepreneurs.com forward slash experience week. That's entrepreneurs.com forward slash experience week to join us for a week of free virtual events. I cannot wait to meet you and be part of your business journey. It was amazing that even though everybody said the in different words, at the end of the day, we were all about celebrating women's achievements, elevating their potential, and curating content socially and generating advocacy for women. We were able to synthesize this, and then the teams got it. Like. Yeah, this is what we want to rally behind. Santhi Ramesh fuses analytics, creativity, and commercial expertise to uncover white spaces and transform companies into highly competitive market leaders. As the CMO of Hershey International, Santhi is leading a global team with flexibility, empathy, and empowerment. Santi is an influential and culturally sensitive leader, recognized for cultivating diverse teams of excellence, forming enduring customer relationships, and building winning environments of collaboration, alignment, and transparency. Listen in to hear Santi discuss leadership, the Her for She Cause marketing campaign, and the importance of loving what you do. Coming up, Santi's insights around leading a global team with different communication styles, how empowerment creates accountability within a work environment. She shares creative problem-solving tips for virtual collaboration, a behind-the-scenes look at launching a global cause marketing campaign with her for she. And finally, Santi explains her excitement for entering new spaces and her passion for mentorship. This is the Entrepreneurista Podcast, presented by Socialfly. It's the best business meeting you'll ever have with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done. And what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram. With no filters. No limits. And plenty of surprises. 
Shanti, we are so excited to finally sit down with you and hear all about your incredible career journey. You have had such a robust career in marketing. I would love to know what initially attracted you to wanting a career in marketing. Sure. It's um, amazing how life uh, brings you to where you are. I mean, a lot of twists and turns. Growing up as a kid, I was always enamored by marketing. As I watched my father, who is a marketer, I used to watch him during late nights, taking those calls with his customer, or even like traveling with him on those occasional Saturdays, where he would influence customers or take quick, tough, and clear decisions he made while he was working with the plant manager, the finance team, and the sales team. And I was always impressed by how he drove the business forward with his commercially savvy uh, marketing skill sets. But though I grew up in that environment, I decided to become an engineer. I'm glad I did because I was one of the brave 20 women amongst a class of 400 in India. And I developed my analytical thinking and creative skills, which helps me even today in marketing. And marketing came back up that passion for it came back up while I was working in Indonesia and Singapore in manufacturing plants and banks in the IT industry. And as I was working on business analysis, I realized how critical marketing was in driving the growth of an organization. And an important component of leading any organization. So, and I wanted to play a key role in that impact, right? I wanted to be driving the growth of organizations. And so I did my MBA from Ross School of Business from the University of Michigan. And that has been one of the best experiences of my life and helped me carve a career in marketing. What was your role after business school? So I took the untraditional path. Just like, uh, you know, I went right out to Walmart. Uh, people typically go into the CPG world, you know, a brand company. And I wanted to be where the moment of truth happens, where the shopper takes the decision to buy a product. And that experience still serves me today. When you think of how a product has to fit on the shelf, you know, what are the dynamics that the shoppers looking for, the price point, and even how the associates in the back room are managing the inventory or unpacking the cases, the challenges, uh, and also driving the PL. That's where the real time happens with, uh, in a fast paced environment, with, uh, and I wouldn't trade that experience for anything else. What were some of those key lessons you learned at Walmart about the customer, about what products needed to look like on the shelves that maybe would be helpful for some of our listeners to understand as they're thinking about potentially getting into, into stores? Plenty, but to call out a few things, look at what the shopper wants. Pay attention to what the shopper wants. We often look at what the consumer wants, but we often don't think about what are the dynamics in a retail environment that drives a purchase. And this can be in a brick and mortar store or in an online format. So for example, is the packaging eye-catching amongst the clutter of all other packaging on the shelf? So what is the shopper looking for? Are they looking 
for a particular flavor. So for a Hershey package, for example, there are so many flavors out there. So how do you define which flavor to look at? And you would see in Hershey, the almond color has a particular color in the border. The cookies and cream will always have a, a blue. So you will know which color you are gravitating to. Your logo, how big is the logo? Is it prominent enough to catch your eye and uh, is easily visible? And I call it the 20 foot rule. And that is, is your brand and product visible from 20 feet away as they're walking at probably 40 miles an hour <laughs> at speed with distracted with kids? Are they, is that, is that, that's the test. Is the packaging catchy enough when you're walking with speed 20 feet away? And that's something to note. You have a dream role for a lot of people. You're the CMO of Hershey International. And I know one of the campaigns that you launched is the Hershey campaign. And you work with teams all across the globe. And we're even collaborating at Entrepreneurista on that campaign. What is your thought process like when you have to champion a global team? It's all about situational leadership. It's challenging and exciting at the same time working with teams around the world. From the early morning calls with India with a cup of coffee or late evening calls with Brazil with a glass of tequila, <laughs> late night calls with China with a cup of tea. I mean, it's not just my beverage that changes when I have my calls with them, but it's also my leadership style. And I have learned to appreciate the diversity of thought, style, and the influence of culture in how they run a business in decision-making and communication. And this has been based on, you know, working and living in countries around the world. And because of this appreciation, I've learned to customize my leadership style, whether it's being building a relationship upfront in some markets, even before I get to the agenda. For every meeting, spend five, 10 minutes just building a relationship. In other markets, I have to cut to the chase and be very quick. Sometimes I have to put my foot down. Sometimes I have to be very, very empathetic, allowing and encouraging junior members to speak up even before I ask uh, the senior leaders to speak up. And so there are different styles depending on the cultural nuances uh, that I see. But irrespective of what it is, whichever country it is, the second area is listen. They are the market experts. They know the local, local nuances and they have plenty of ideas, right? So I have learned to ask questions with curiosity, to listen to them and cherish their ideas. And last but not least is to empower, right? I have great teams, they know their business. Once our strategies are aligned, is to let them run with it. And that creates accountability, right? So encouraging their creativity, enabling them with resources, that's my job, so that they can exceed expectations. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. It's so interesting. And I imagine, you know, not easy to manage a global team because there's so many moving parts, different time zones, as, as you were sharing before. 
Have you found, I'm assuming, you know, most of your communication is done over Zoom or Microsoft Teams to be able to connect and collaborate with teams internationally. Have you found any specific tips to really help with collaboration and brainstorming creative ideas virtually? Sure. Initially, it was a challenge. I used to wonder like, okay, how am I going to do this? Especially when I have different time zones, the connection won't work. Are people going to participate, engage? Because in a typical brainstorming session, I can get that energy going in a team, but how do you do that? And I'm pleased to say I've been able to successfully manage from brainstorming sessions with about 20 people to 60 people and even virtual collaboration sessions of 150 people around the world. And the technique is to leverage chat sessions to encourage participation as well as absorbing, whether they're absorbing what you want them to absorb. So uh, an example would be, I would kick off a meeting with a video or a strategy. And I would say, as you listen and see, to the, see the video or listen to the strategy, please type in the chat, what are your key takeaways? So one, I get quick feedback as to what they're taking. And others, I might get other learnings that I might not have thought about. The second tactic that I would recommend and I've used successfully is the use of breakout rooms, where you get intimate sessions um, with these breakout rooms. But the technique that I would say is to give intentional assignments for each breakout room with short time durations. The more time you give the team, the more they may not be on the task and they may get distracted. And you give time when it is all about scarcity and leveraging the scarcity of time, they are more productive and efficient and they want to contribute and get it done. So those are the two techniques. One, use the chat to get feedback on an ongoing basis, leverage the chat sessions and use the scarcity mindset to get the best out of the team. Those are such great tips. And it reminded me, so at Social Line Entrepreneurista, we've done these team building sessions before, improv team building sessions where we bring on this amazing friend of ours, Joe, who's an improv expert. And we really get everyone's like creative juices flowing. And he says, you know, you have one minute to list as many ideas as possible when you're doing these creative brainstorms. It's same is exactly what he said. You know, that way you get everything out there. It's really fast and it, it definitely works. So I love that. I love that tip. And to build on that uh, with regards to creative brainstorming, there are many techniques that we could use and that I've used successfully. Typically it is like, oh, let's get the people in a group together and you know, spit out all your ideas. Most of the ideas then are not practical or applicable to the business. So the one thing that I'm very passionate about is give them a specific brief and that is very much into constraints. So put all the constraints on the table and then the teams are much more creative within the constraints. The second area is leveraging the power of visuals to stimulate creativity. So for example, 
if I see triangles and a blue color and an orange color, I could, you could think of, you know, a triangular shaped chocolate, for example, or, you know, there are so many, or an orange colored chocolate or a blue colored chocolate. So there's so many ways that you could brainstorm around it. Uh, and the power of visuals uh, is amazing. Where did you learn some of these techniques? Did you have a mentor during your career or were these skills acquired during business school or at your former companies? Sure. Uh, it's called creative problem solving skills and uh, creative brainstorming. So there are techniques, there are trainings available to learn brainstorming techniques. And I'm a trained creative problem solving ideation facilitator. Synaptics is one technique that is very popular and has a lot of uh, similar techniques to facilitate brainstorming. What has been one of the most rewarding aspects of your job? And I know you've been at the Hershey Company for many years, but it was, I think, right before the pandemic started is when you took over this new role, correct? That's right. What's been the most rewarding so far? So I would say taking on a fresh new challenge and being able to solve it is very satisfying. Entering new spaces, developing modern strategies that shape the future of an organization is exciting and motivating. But what I'm most proud of is the opportunity to develop and create a future generation of leaders. And not only am I pleased with what I've been able to nurture or whom I've been able to nurture, but also what I've learned from them along the way. It's very eye-opening and uh, a win-win relationship. And I'm super thankful to those that I've been fortunate to mentor for what they've offered to me, as well as how I've been able to grow their careers as well. Hi, entrepreneurs! You know, I am always here to provide you with as much value as possible. So I wanted to be sure that you have access to the Entrepreneurista Agenda, our weekly newsletter where we share the latest business news, success stories, grant opportunities, as well as all of our favorite resources and special offers for founders just like you. You can sign up to join our weekly newsletter and join over 50,000 other entrepreneurs over at entrepreneurs.com forward slash newsletter. That's entrepreneurs.com slash newsletter to subscribe to the Entrepreneurs Agenda. Santi, I want to talk about this incredible campaign and movement that you are working on. And we're actually partnering on together at Entrepreneurista. Can you share more about the Her For She campaign and how it came to be? Sure. It originally started as a topical idea in Brazil. And when the Brazilian agency shared it with their team, the team, my team in Brazil called me up and said, hey, this is a great idea. What do you think? And just so you know, for context, this idea was all about celebrating women and making the invisible women visible. And the team was planning to do that by highlighting the women on our packaging. So rather than the whole her, she uh, logo, we would have either the her or the she, and we would supplement the other with the 
picture. And I was immediately thrilled and saw the merit. But there were a lot of questions from the, from, you know, whether it fits within the brand guidelines, whether we're changing the color, we're changing the whole typography, et cetera. I, I just said, you know what? I believe in fostering experimentation and I encourage the team to test and learn with this. And it worked very well. And based on the initial small scale success, I encouraged the other markets to adopt the idea. And it was not easy because there was this bond not here syndrome, but slowly a couple of markets latched on. And with the success last year, now I'm proud to say all markets have fully embraced the idea and we have elevated it, scaled it up by partnering with you and other companies. And we are elevating entrepreneurs around the world. It's so incredible. And it really is so aligned with our mission at Entrepreneurista, wanting to celebrate women and share their stories. And it's been such an honor being able to partner with you and the entire Hershey team and really be able to share all of these women's stories and have their voice heard and have their, you know, journeys shared. So we are so excited to continue the celebration. And it's just starting now. And this episode is going to be released uh, on the day before International Women's Day. Everyone's going to hear this now and lots of events and, and great things going forward. And part of the campaign, you know, women are going to be nominating other women who inspired them so they can be showcased and celebrated. Santi, do you have some women that you want to nominate and, and spotlight? Sure. I would like to nominate Larissa Marquez, the country manager of Brazil, my inspiring partner in this effort. Amber Murai from the U.S., who has been a silent champion for me in the U.S. group. Smiley Zhao from China, uh, who has been encouraging from a people leadership standpoint with poise. Alexia Wharton from Canada, my practical leader who gets things done. Geetika Mehta, who's an energetic commercial leader from India. And Paloma Gutierrez, collaborative commercial leader from Mexico. And I would like to thank all of them for their partnership in celebrating women and elevating their achievements around the world. Thank you for nominating them. We are going to be doing some fun social media lives coming up and sharing more about their stories and their impacts with you coming up this month. So thank you for, for nominating them and, and sharing their, their story, Santi, and all that they've done to help you help this Hershey organization. And I'm so excited to, to get to meet them on, on live very soon. It's all about creating a sisterhood, right? And we need to be in it together and we need to support each other. And this sisterhood is contagious positively. We will all rise together. Absolutely. Courtney and I say this all the time, right, Court? We can't do it alone. We're all better together and helping support one another. And that's, that's what we're all here to do. Something I want to hear a little bit more about launching this global campaign and movement. So you shared before, you know, the idea started with Brazil and then it took time to get the, the buy-in and the adoption from the other markets. You know, now it's, 
you know, changing the Hershey bars and the branding, like take us behind the scenes of what that process is actually like. Cause I just imagine there's so many moving parts and so many logistics. What is that process actually like? How long does it take? Tell, tell us everything. <laughs> sure. First, it's about enrolling the teams, the leaders onto the idea. And then it's about finding a local champion in each market who can customize the idea for local nuances and at the same time champion the idea locally. And given the numerous markets we have, it requires a lot of coordination to your point. And therefore I've assigned one global champion who rallies the troops together, inspires the teams uh, from a process standpoint and gets everybody towards a consistent strategy and action plan. That, in order to do that, a technique that I've used is co-creation. By that, I mean, I have the global champion brings all of the country, cha country champions and their teams, and we brainstorm, as we talked earlier, as to what does it mean to them? What does this campaign mean to them? Why is this important? so that they can understand the why behind the campaign and they need to believe in it. And that belief needs to be entrenched in local cultural nuances. It was amazing that even though everybody said the in different words, at the end of the day, we were all about celebrating women's achievements, elevating their potential and curating uh, content socially and generating advocacy for women. And we were able to synthesize this. And then the teams got it like, yeah, this is what we want to rally behind. And we put like, what are the must do's and do not do's. We wanna have positive messaging. We wanted to celebrate women around the fields. We don't wanna stereotype women. Yeah, so those were some things that we articulated from a must do and do not do, so that as we roll this out globally across thousands and thousands of people, we had some guiding principles around it. And last but not least is heaven is in the detail with excellence and empowering the teams to execute and unleash their creativity is super useful uh, because I didn't ask for it. Each country did their own videos. Um, Brazil did a sisterhood video. India did a rap song with a video. The Canada team did a street entrepreneurs uh, campaign. So each one is nuanced and has its own cultural angle. But at the end of the day, it's their idea and they are passionate about it. And that, that is what is important. That is what will create the accountability and excitement in the market. It's been an honor to be involved in this campaign and I can't wait to see it come to life. At Socialfly, our mission is to set a new standard for how brands reach and resonate with women. So I always love to ask, what are some of your tactics for reaching women and engaging with them, especially globally? If you can share some nuances among how to market to women in different countries, that would be so helpful. The first thing that I would say is we have to be genuine. And by that, it's not a overt, it should, it should not be artificially posed, right? 
It has to be part and parcel of who you are. As many of us know, women are the consumer and sometimes a shopper even for men's products or for kids' products and for the family. So uncovering who the consumer is and who the shopper is and what the dimensions are is very important. And the third thing that I would say is understanding the challenges that the women face during their day-to-day life, whether it be consumption, shopping, living, understanding that challenge is very important. So for example, take a quick example, like a lady 34 years old who has two young kids, uh, age two and four, uh, she is single, and she's having this baby in her one arm and she's pushing the cart in another and the little boy is clutching her on this side and she's making sure that she doesn't run away. You wanna make sure that with one hand, she's able to pull out the packaging from the shelf onto the cart and pay with the one hand while having her little baby girl in her arm. So how do you make that experience convenient, easy, problem-free for that? Uh, lady. And that understanding is very important as just an example. So going through the life of a woman as she is living her day-to-day life, whether it be at home, whether it be by shopping or even online or while gaming, that experience, understanding that experience and solving for the problem she has is most important to serving her need and maximizing the potential for you as a business owner. How do you do those, you know, surveys or experiments with, uh, you know, these customers to understand if what you're creating is solving those needs? Do you do studies and focus groups? Yes. And that's what we used to do in the past. Um, Particularly, we used to do ethnographies. So in focus groups, people are going to say what you want to hear. In ethnographies, by that I mean living in a home, observing her during the day uh, from morning, from she gets up till the end of the night or going with her on her shopping trips, going with her to school or going to the soccer game, all the areas where she is consuming the products, whether it be a phone or food or filling up the gas, whatever that is, living with her is when you observe those challenges. And in a social distanced world, or at least over the past two years, when we could not visit people's homes as often, or you know, the mask was always there, uh, what we have used is video diaries uh, to get those observational data so that we can all observe and mine for insights. And the key thing to note is what I observe will be different from what you observe because we all are looking at it from different lenses. And that's what I believe in is to leverage the diversity of thought style and the diversity of experiences and the context that we all bring. And when I review any video, I view it as a cross-functional team because we all bring different perspectives and that can generate numerous ideas that I would not have thought out sitting in one room. 
Santi, why is the Her For She campaign so important to you? You know, women in society have so many skill sets, right? But they don't have the opportunity to shine. And I've been so fortunate, thanks to my parents, my husband and my in-laws and my extended family. I've been fortunate to have like, to have been brought up bold, have a support system, encouraged, people who have encouraged my career, my skill sets. And I've had a great set of colleagues who both went men and women, right? Uh, and you need that support system who will champion you and encourage you. But this is not the case with many others. And I want to help those people, to uplift them, celebrate them and advocate for them. And this will create a huge positive impact in society. And I want to share my skills in the world that will create a meaning and a relevant impact. What are you personally doing to uplift women? Over the past uh, three to four years, as I reflected on how I can meaningfully contribute to society and leave a legacy, what I realized is building the future generation of leaders and sharing my skill sets is one way I could do that. So uh, one, I have been mentoring entrepreneurs in Africa. They are an ambitious, highly resourceful, eager to learn with a can-do attitude. And they are just looking for help. And um, I've been fortunate to mentor an entrepreneur in Ghana, a small rice company where we created a new packaging design. I'm currently mentoring a uh, person in a fruits company, a lady who is super smart and has a lot of potential. And uh, in addition, I am lecturing in universities to share my knowledge to students and mentoring students who want to enter into the marketing arena. It's so incredible all that you have done and that you're continuing to do. And again, your your mission and vision for what you're creating is so aligned with, you know, both myself and Courtney and our whole entrepreneurista mission to help as many women as we can and uplift them. So it's just so wonderful just having this conversation with you and hearing all that you're doing. And of course, if there's any women that you're mentoring that we can help, let us know so we can help help lift them up too. We're happy to. Absolutely. Hey, entrepreneurs, Stephanie here. Dressing up while working from home has truly been a challenge, but guess what? I found a solution founded by a fellow entrepreneurista. It's Armoire. You can rent stylish clothes weekly or monthly right from the app. You'll spend less time shopping and you can get up to 50% off of your first month, plus two bonus items. Just use the code entrepreneurista at checkout or visit armoire.style forward slash entrepreneurista to claim your offer. Look and feel your best with Armoire. I know I do. That's armoire.style forward slash entrepreneurista. All right, Santi, this is a fun little segment we like to do. We're going to ask you a few rapid fire questions. So the first ideas or words that come to your mind, you ready? Yep. Okay. What are your favorite books? Good to Great, Outliers, and Execution. Those are good ones for sure. What is your favorite Hershey snack? Not one, one for every occasion. (laughs) 
places for gifting KitKat with a cup of coffee and Hershey's ice cream shop for at night. Yum. <laughs> this whole conversation is making me very hungry. So I know where <laughs> I'm heading after this. <laughs> if you could learn one new skill today, what would it be? Stand-up comedy. <laughs> My husband does stand-up, so I can connect you guys. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I have a humorous family here, so I wish I could keep up with them. <laughs> Who inspires you? My mom. My mom uh, has been throughout with me. She has encouraged me. She was brave enough uh, to get two bachelor's degrees in her age. She is now 76, but at her age, she did like two bachelor's degrees young, one in music and then uh, one in um, economics and history. And she said she would get her bachelor's degree before getting married. And, and then even though, uh, and she is a creative problem solver, uh, great listener, empathetic, very hardworking and dedicated. And most importantly, her passion for music. And even today at 76 years old, she continues to teach music to people around the world, even on Skype calls today to share her passion for music to the next generation. That's amazing. Thank yeah, you for an incredible that. woman. All right. Final last rapid fire question. Do you have a hidden talent? Singing. Ah, music. That is Stephanie's hidden talent too. <laughs> Back to uh, our regular questions. What does a typical day look like when you're not working? Bonding with my daughter, planting my garden when the weather is nice. Cooking, of course, and experimenting with different foods, reading articles, books, and singing songs. I love that. Do you have a favorite way that you typically unwind at the end of the day? Listen to music or watch Netflix, mm -hmm. Amazon Prime, whatever that may be. Do you believe in work-life balance? And if yes, do you have any tips for the entrepreneurista audience? I believe you have to love what you do. And I see him integration of work and personal life and work is part of who I am but my family is part of my life as well right so it is amalgamation and it's a juggling act uh, and I've learned some tips along the way for example I never talk about work during vacation or with my relatives uh, I'll, another tip is to be in the moment um, whenever you are at work, you're full work. And whenever you are at uh, your recital, you are there fully. I'm proud to say that I've been there 90% of the recitals and sports events for my daughter. And I've been there for my parents uh, or in-laws when they needed their, me for their health reasons. And I've, at the same time, I've given 200% at work. If it means working late nights or if it means uh, leaving at 3 o'clock in the afternoon to watch a tennis game, so be it. And it is all about time management. And right from doing my MBA, I've noticed that you are more productive when you are time constrained, as is mentioned uh, earlier. So allocate time for each activity. Silence your cell phone if needed. Uh, put don't disturb times during family times. When you're work, at that time, you're giving it fully to work. And of course, it's challenging during the pandemic when you have a baby in hand while you're working. And that's okay. I have taken my daughter to focus groups uh, while she was young. And I didn't have any qualms about it 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. 
I did it then. I'm sure now you can do it even more so. Yeah, no, those are such great tips. I, I can share from working from home for the past two years. My daughter's two and a half now. So she was nine months old when everything started with the pandemic. And she is a frequent guest on Zoom in our in our meetings. And I think everyone's just learned that's just, you know, normal, normal life now. And everyone gets it. This is just the way it is. And that's okay. You are a mom. Yep. Uh, I think it is the acceptance and the awareness that you are a person beyond a a manager or a leader in an organization, you are a mom as well at the same time. And that recognition is important. And you are a better leader because you are a mom. You care, you are more empathetic, you are able to juggle more. And I have noticed that we are more productive because of our prioritization and our ability to manage our schedules much better. I absolutely agree with everything that you just shared. What is something our audience would be surprised to learn about you? I had my baby during my first year of my MBA. And uh, I was back in one week to do my uh, final presentation. Thankfully, I had a normal delivery and it was great. And my second year of MBA, I managed it with my daughter, little one. And thankfully, I had a great support system and uh, you would see my daughter in all my graduation pictures, taking her to the classes, et cetera. But that's what it is. And she was a well-behaved kid, thankfully. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, something that I pride myself in. That's amazing and, and so inspiring. Our final question for you, Santhi, and we could sit here and talk for hours, I feel like, but what does being an entrepreneurista mean to you? Brave, bold women building businesses. I love that. Thank you, Santi. And thank you for sharing so much insight, your full journey and story with us today and all you're doing to empower and help spread the spotlight on so many women around the world. We are so honored to be partnering with you and Hershey and sharing the mission and the Her Hershey campaign. And we are looking forward to many more exciting things to come together. So thank you again for being here today. Where can everyone find you and follow you? And of course, where should everyone go to purchase all the yummy Hershey products? <laughs> sure. First of all, thank you for having me here. I applaud this group for championing women. You can learn more about this campaign uh, on LinkedIn and you can follow me on LinkedIn as well, as well as uh, go to entrepreneurista.com for the podcast, as well as more details about this campaign. Thank you, Santi, again for being here. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Courtney. And this is the best business meeting we've ever had. Hey, thanks for listening and leaving us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. And we'd love to stay in touch with each of you. You can listen to all of our latest episodes at entreprenista.com and connect with us on Instagram at entreprenistas. We'd also love to invite you to join the Entreprenista League, our private membership community for trailblazing women. You can head over to entreprenista.com forward slash the league. We'll see you there. Wishing you a productive week ahead. Hey, entrepreneurs, it's Steph here. Do you want to experience what it's like to be part of our Entrepreneurs League community of founders? Now is your chance. 
New member open enrollment begins on June 10th and so does our experience week. I really want you to have the opportunity to experience what it's like to be part of the most supportive community that will be here to support you at all stages of your business journey during our experience week. This will be a five-day virtual event series and it starts on Monday, June 10th through Friday, June 14th. You're going to get access to live networking and learning events, business growth strategies, as well as office hours with Kim Corral, who is a CEO and serial entrepreneurista, as well as a prominent angel investor. You will also get access to a session on how to win grants with Kat Weaver and Katie Dunn, founders of Power to Pitch. Plus, our mentor, Carrie Kirpin, will be teaching a session all about how to build a profitable business that can sell for more money. And of course, I'll be hosting two info and networking sessions where you can really get an inside look at all of the exclusive benefits and resources that are offered only inside of our Entrepreneurial League community. Plus, you'll have the chance to meet and build relationships with current members. You can register today for Experience Week over at entrepreneurista.com forward slash experience week. That's entrepreneurista.com forward slash experience week to join us for a week of free virtual events. I cannot wait to meet you and be part of your business journey.